0: Success is a journey, not a destination. On the Success Road Podcast, we explored ways that can make the journey even better. My name is Joshua Rivers, and my goal is to give you inspiration for your journey. Now this is season three of the Success Road Podcast, and in this season, we're gonna be exploring some things related to starting and growing a side business. I started this idea back in 2018 and published 10 episodes of Side Biz Start, and started gathering resources at SideBizStart.com. And the purpose of SideBizStart was to share resources, tips, and inspiration to help people that wanted to start a side business themselves, but they needed a little help and encouragement. I was gonna share my own experience in starting and growing my side business as we went through the journey. Now, I found that there was a lot of overlap with what I was looking to cover, and so I decided to take what I was doing with SideBizStart and then combine it with this podcast. And so I'm going to start sharing the episodes that are recorded over there. As we go through these first episodes, you'll hear me reference sidebizstart.com. And you can still be able to go there to that address to be able to get the resources that I talk about, but you'll also be able to go to joshuarivers.net slash success road. In this episode, I'm going to share about creating the right mindset. So first of all, what is a mindset and why is it important? First of all, your mindset is basically your attitude about what you're doing. It's what's going on inside your brain, inside your feelings, and all that kind of stuff kind of mixed together to create your mindset. If you have the wrong mindset, it can derail the work that you're trying to do. If you have a defeated kind of mindset, if you have a limited kind of mindset, you're going to run into problems, trying to grow and trying to be able to do more because you're going to be limited by what your mind thinks that you're able to do. There's some other kind of wrong mindsets. I like kind of just mentioned it's not a comprehensive list, but you can have a mindset of money first. And so this mindset puts you in a place of desperation or greed because you're just looking for the money. You're not looking for what can be best for the people that you're trying to serve. And so you want to try to avoid this. Again, money isn't bad. It's definitely something that's needful to be able to grow your business. It's needful for your family, for yourself to be able to survive and be able to thrive. But if that's all that you're about, that can be able to, at least in the long run, be a detriment to you if that's all that you're focused on. Another wrong mindset is having an all or nothing mindset. And so what this does is it puts unreal expectations on yourself. And when you do that, you're going to be more likely to quit because if you come across a spot, and you're definitely going to come across them, where something is not quite right, it's not perfect, it's not exactly what you're looking for, or maybe it's less than what you were expecting. And if you're thinking that you have to go all in or get nothing, then you're just going to end up quitting because you're not going to be able to get all the way. You're not going to be able to get 100%. You need to try to have some real expectations as far as that's concerned. And so realize that no business, side business or otherwise, can be an all or nothing endeavor. And so you need to learn that sometimes 80% is good enough or 70% is good enough. And especially if you're getting started, you can't let something like this get in your way because it's going to stop you from being able to grow. You just need to be able to try to get what you can, learn from the mistakes, and move on. So another wrong mindset you can have is a service-only mindset. Now, this is kind of like the opposite of the money-first mindset we talked about. And so this is obviously a great thing. It leads to, though, overworking, and you're not going to be able to have enough money to be able to sustain your needs and be able to grow the business. This can turn very bad very quickly. And so it's not a bad way to start. And so a lot of people, as they start with their side business, they'll charge a lot less than what they know they could. And probably what they should, but they do that just to kind of get their foot in the door. They try to get some portfolio put together and things like that, just to be able to kind of get some things going. But you can't stay in this mindset. And so if you have a service only, again, it's a great mindset to have because you're trying to serve everyone that you can. But again, it's not going to be sustainable because you're not going to be able to bring in the amount of money that you need to be able to survive. Then there's the scarcity mindset this mindset makes you believe that there's only a limited number of resources or customers it's the mindset that if you think that if you win someone else must lose and that's not always the case there is some truth to it because obviously like like in the case of like McDonald's and Burger King if you go to McDonald's and buy your supper there you're obviously not buying from Burger King but it might flip around the next day and you do the opposite whatever the case is it's not always that way and so There could be a little bit to go around and there's plenty of people out there too. And so the person that's looking for a McDonald's burger might not be the same one that's looking for a Burger King burger or whatever the case. And so it could be two different markets and appealing to two different people. And so whatever business it is that you're trying to grow, you can be in the same industry as somebody else, but you can be reaching a completely different client. And you definitely want to keep this in mind. Don't have a scarcity mindset. Realize that there's plenty out there And you just need to be able to find the right people to be able to serve. And so there's definitely a lot of things that can go wrong if you have the wrong mindset. And so I've had my share of these limited beliefs, these different wrong mindsets. And so I started with that service only or very close to it. And I lived in that for quite a while. I started very cheap and I stayed cheap for a long time. And I struggled because, yes, I was able to get some clients, but. They were very difficult to work with. The work took longer than I anticipated. And when it came down to the end and I tried to calculate my dollar per hour thing that I was making at the end, it was almost nothing. It wasn't even worth it because I came down to where I was making like three or four dollars an hour. And I mean, that's a third or at least half or a third of minimum wage. And so I could have gone to McDonald's and made more than, than what I was doing. And so it was nice. For me to be able to learn, I learned a lot of things from that as far as like the type of client I wanted to work with and things like that. And I learned from some mistakes and learned some ways that could be able to improve some of the different systems and things like that. But I struggled through that time. At the time, I thought it was good. I thought it was great, but I was blind to some of the different things because I was so focused on just trying to serve and not trying to look at the overall value that was being delivered and be able to set real expectations for myself and for my client. You gotta be careful about that. And so you need to make sure that you have the right mindset. When you have the right mindset, it's gonna help you be able to propel forward in your business and be able to watch it grow and be able to see some great things happen. And so that leads us to this idea of how to be able to create the mindset. It's generally something you gotta do on purpose. Some people, this comes easier than others. Some people tend to be more of the optimist, seeing the glass half full, if you will where it's a little harder for other people. They're a little bit more pessimistic. They're a little bit more nervous, a little bit more scared. Maybe there's things that happened in their life or around people that they have been around, where things went wrong. Whatever the case is, they have a little bit harder time trying to realize the limiting beliefs that they have. And so the first thing you need to do is acknowledge your limiting beliefs or your wrong mindsets. So you have to acknowledge them first. You can't ignore them. You can't just pretend like they don't exist or they haven't existed. You need to be able to acknowledge them and realize what they are, because if you don't know what they are, you can't be able to correct them. That doesn't mean that you have to accept the limiting beliefs. It just means that you have to acknowledge them, and then you can be able to take steps to be able to overcome those limiting beliefs. Like me, I had that service only kind of mindset and afraid of charging too much because I was afraid I was going to lose clients because I was asking too much. At one time, I was trying to focus on building websites, and so I was charging very little when I first started. I didn't realize how little I was charging until I was into it a little bit ways, and so I started to try to stretch it a little bit, and I went to this one client, and I gave a certain quote that I thought was pretty high in my estimation, which is still actually pretty low as far as the industry is concerned, but it was a lot higher than I was charging before, and the client didn't even bat an eye it kind of woke up my senses a little bit to realize that my own view of what the value is, is definitely different than what I thought it was in the industry. And with the client, what they were expecting and what they had seen and experienced and what it was worth to them to get the stuff done was worth more than what I was offering the work for. And so I was coming in less than what they were thinking they might have to pay. And so, I could have offered more. I could have charged more and they probably would have accepted it just fine. There wasn't even negotiation that went back and forth. It was just okay. And they went with it. And so I had to acknowledge that limiting belief that I had. And that's where I really came to grips with it. And it still kind of struggled with it a little bit for a while, trying to stretch it beyond that. But I had to come to that. And then I had to do the next thing, which is to face my fears. I had the face rejection face, the people that would say that I was charging too much or or whatever. And so I had to overcome those things. I had to face those fears. And when I did, I started realizing that there's people that are charging even more than what I do, or now maybe it's because they had more experience. Maybe they're offering additional benefits and whatever the case may be. And that's how I kind of justified what I was doing for a while. But then I started realizing that there were people that were offering the exact same thing as I was or less, and they were charging more. I had to come to grips with those things. So then the next thing is to take small steps. I listened to the one thing podcast. I've read the one thing book, and I think it's a very beneficial thought process to go through as you're looking at your own life and you look at growing your business and things like that. And one thing that I hear, Jeff Woods, he's the host of that podcast. One thing I hear him say many times is a lesson that he learned is basically to think incredibly big. In other words, you get these big, hairy, audacious goals, and then you take very small steps. You think incredibly big, but you act incredibly small. And the idea behind that has to do with the domino effect. That's one thing that they go through in that book. And he mentions all the time is not trying to find how you can be able to knock over all the dominoes, but how you can be able to knock over that one small correct domino that will then topple over the rest of the dominoes in order. And so you just want to start small, start be able to create small, simple habits and be able to make the right small habits that will then make everything else easier or unnecessary. And so that's the big premise between behind the one thing book is being able to find that one thing that by so doing it will make everything else easier or unnecessary. You're able to focus your time and your attention and your energy onto those little things that will make the biggest difference down the road. It might seem like a super small thing. It might not seem very important, but something that you need to do just to be able to make the next step even easier And the next step after that will become even easier because of that and so forth. And so then you're able to knock down all these things. And you can look back, whatever, several months later or a year later, and you can see all these things that have taken place. And it all started just because you took a couple small steps. Don't worry about trying to take huge steps and try to make big changes and things like that. Just start small. And so another thing you need to do is you need to choose to keep company with people that will help to lift you up. You need to have the right people around you as much as possible. Like you want to have encouraging family and friends. You want to have maybe a mastermind group or other online friends that will help to support you and encourage you and keep you going, maybe keep you accountable. Now, it may not always be possible. You might have family or friends that they don't understand what you're trying to do. Why in the world would you try to do something other than your normal full-time job? Why would you want to do more than that? It doesn't always make sense to them. And so they may not be as supportive as you would like, but you need to try to find people that will be supportive, people that will help you. And hopefully the family members that are closest to you, your spouse, your kids, your parents, hopefully they can be able to come to the point to where they are encouraging and they are helpful in that. And hopefully you can be, especially your spouse, be able to get on the same page there. And that can make a huge, huge difference. And so for a while, my wife was very skeptical When I was trying to create the website business and the podcast business, especially when I switched to the podcast business, because I hadn't seen much success in the websites. I would try to get some clients. I didn't get very much coming in. I was getting maybe a thousand dollars a year. There was one year I got three or 4,000, but it was very little in the long scheme of things. And again, in the end I was doing about three or $4 an hour. So for her, She was seeing all this time I was spending and there wasn't much coming in. And so it wasn't making any sense to her. And she was very skeptical about anything that I was doing. But then as I started to get over these limiting beliefs, she started to see the change. She started seeing the benefit. And starting in 2017, we got a new vehicle and that vehicle has been paid entirely by the income from my side business. And so that's really when she started to see the benefit of what I was doing on the side business. and She has been a lot more supportive and she's becoming a lot more an advocate, even trying to push me toward being able to do a little bit more with this. It's been very helpful that way. Again, I started small. I was making small steps and I was trying to surround myself with people that would be encouraging And even though there was some discouragement, I mean, I completely understand why my wife felt the way that she did. It's because, I mean, I wasn't bringing the results. And that would be very, very scary because, I mean, I was doing it for years and I was bringing in very little. There was very little to show for the work I was putting in. But find people that can be encouraging and helpful, people that are going through the same things that you're going through. And so I found some Facebook groups and things like that, and that was very helpful. There were some people I got in contact with through some different blogs and things like that. And there was like a sub community that grown there. And that was very helpful to be able to help keep me going and be able to keep me focused on trying to grow and try to do the right things and some different things. And so be able to do this. You need to choose to keep the right company with the people that are going to help lift you up. The next thing is to determine to serve first, but you also need to charge according to the value for your customer. You definitely need to have a, mindset of serving first but this is different than the one i was talking about earlier where it's service only and so this is not service only this is serve first And so you definitely want to make sure that you put the customer the client first and what you're trying to do make sure that they realize how important they are they are the ones that are parting with their hard-earned money for whatever service or product that you are delivering and there needs to be an equal value exchange for that. And so whatever it is they're paying, they need to get at least that much value by the service that you are providing. And it would be better if you were to give them more value than what they're paying for. Again, don't go to the extreme on this and say that like selling a brand new car and you only charge them $1,000 for it. That would be absolutely ridiculous. But determine to serve first and have that as your primary thing. Try to find what they need, and then just find what an appropriate value is for your customer and be able to charge that. And so don't be afraid to charge a good amount, because if you're solving a big enough pain problem, pain point for them, then it's going to be worth it for them. But you need to determine to serve first, but charge according to the value of your customer. The next thing is that you need to be purposeful instead of being entrepreneurial, I know this might seem a little odd because we're talking about you being an entrepreneur. You're starting a side business. There is definitely that aspect of entrepreneurship that is involved in this. But what this means, and I got this from the One Thing podcast also, what that means is when you're acting entrepreneurial, you are basically working off the seat of your pants. You're just going day by day, just putting out the fires as they show up doing the work you're putting in all the hard work you're hustling all that kind of stuff being purposeful is planning ahead and thinking again about what the most important things are and focus on those and again just doing it on purpose instead of trying to put out the fires after the fact try to avoid the fires you need to try to be purposeful instead of entrepreneurial and that will make a big difference in what you're doing. For a long time, I was entrepreneur. I was just trying to respond as things were coming in instead of being proactive and purposeful and trying to get things ahead of time. And so I'm still working on this, but it definitely made a shift when I really learned this fact. And it's helped me be able to make some changes here recently. And again, like I said, I'm still working on this, working on making some changes, being more purposeful in what I'm doing, be able to do that. Now, this next one is something that I have had a history of struggle with, and that is don't neglect your health and personal needs. Three big ones here are sleep, eating right, and exercise. I have struggled with all three of these for a very long time. Sleep, ever since in high school, I think I mentioned I was going to school full-time, but I was also working part-time, and there was a part there where I had two part-time jobs, and I was keeping myself very busy. As soon as I graduated high school, I was basically having two jobs and I was working 70, 80, 90 hours a week. So I kept myself very busy and my sleep was very crazy because it wasn't even, I would go like right from one job to the other. There would be a gap in between. And so I would work at one job. I would sleep for two or three hours, go to the other job, sleep for two or three hours and go back and forth like that. And I've lived like that for years. My sleep has been terrible. And so there was years of my life to where I would only get three to five hours of sleep. And there were times in there where I really don't remember stuff. That's because I was so sleep deprived. But sleep is very important. And I've been trying to work on that more lately to be able to try to get better sleep. I try to give myself at least at the minimum five hours. I'm trying to keep that at the bottom end of my sleeping schedule instead of the top. And so and I'm trying to get more six, seven, eight hours of sleep. And then usually on the weekend, I'll try to get a little bit more just to kind of compensate for some of the days in the week where I get a little bit less. still not great, but I am making more improvements on it. And I've seen a noticeable difference in the work I'm able to get done. I'm not as tired while I'm trying to work, which helps me to be able to focus better, which helps me be able to get the work done in a shorter amount of time to be able to avoid making mistakes, that cost me more time to be able to go through and cause disappointments to my clients because now I have to go back and do some more work for them. And they're seeing something that's not good. It's been much better benefit for me to be able to focus on trying to get a little bit more sleep and try to squeeze in a little bit more work. Sleep is very important than eating right. And that is definitely a struggle of mine. I have a very high addiction to caffeine. And usually that form of caffeine is in the form of Dr. Pepper, which I, have on my desk right now as I am recording, and so that is something I'm working on, and I'm trying to switch over to drinking tea, trying to find some good caffeinated tea because again I have that caffeine, and so I'm trying to work on first of all switching from bad caffeine to good caffeine or better caffeine, and then from there be able to work on weaning myself off caffeine eventually. Hopefully, I can my sleep better, which then reduces the amount of caffeine that I feel that I need and so forth. So anyway, it's a cycle. They're all are interconnected as well and so then as far as the food i eat i tend to eat a lot of starchy carbs and things like that and it's not as good as sugary cereal and all that kind of stuff and so i need to try to watch myself in those areas and start eating better for me and i've gone through cycles of being able to do that and we went through a while there back in i can't remember it was september october area and we were eating a lot better i was losing weight and it was fine It just took a little bit more preparation. And then we got busy in the holidays and we got away from it. And so now we're trying to see if we can get back to the place of being able to do that, be able to eat better because it makes a difference. Because when you don't sleep right, you don't eat right. And the next one, when you don't exercise right, your weight starts getting out of control. And then again, you lose that energy, you lose that focus, you lose the ability to be able to do the things that you need to do the way that you need to do them. It's definitely something very important to be able to keep in mind. And then the last thing here, the mention is find ways to educate and grow yourself. Definitely want to be able to do that. And so be able to find ways of being able to do that. You don't want to focus entirely on this, but you definitely need to have a dedicated time and ability to be able to do that. And so things that I use is I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. books, usually some audio books because I have more time to listen to stuff than I do to be able to sit down and read. Even though I know and I understand the benefits of reading a physical book instead of just listening, you can be able to get a little bit more out of it and keep the stuff in mind a little bit more and all that. But I got to work with the situation I'm in. And so you need to evaluate that for yourself as well. Find ways to be able to educate yourself. You can find some, a lot of free resources online, free resources at your library and different things like that. And you can be able to learn some new things and be able to grow yourself. And then when you grow yourself, you're able to grow your business. It filters over. Definitely need to try to find those different things there. And so that's how you can be able to create the right mindset. knowledge, your limiting beliefs. You need to face your fears. Take small steps. Choose to keep the right company. Determine to serve first but charge according to the value. Be purposeful instead of entrepreneurial. Don't neglect your health and personal needs. And then find ways to educate and grow yourself. Having the right mindset, as I said, is a very, very important way to be able to start and grow your business. And so if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to be able to make the progress that you're expecting to. And so you got to be very careful about that. Hopefully this was helpful to you. Again, this is not intended to be a all-inclusive subject. I know there's definitely more that we can talk about. If you have anything to add or contribute on this subject matter, I definitely would love to hear from you. And so you can be able to go to the website, You go to sidebizstart.com contact. To be able to send me a message, you can go to the show notes there at sidebizstart.com and be able to leave a comment on the show notes there as well. I'm also open if you want to give me a call 405-771-0567. You can leave me a message there and I can hear your voice. I can even return your call. We can even include that on a future episode of the podcast. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the podcast, I would love to be able to do that as well. Even though I don't have all the answers. I can find someone that has the answers or we can work through it together. That's the point of this is not that I'm the expert and you are the person trying to learn. This is us working together to improve and to grow and be able to get better. I've been down the road away, so I do have some answers, but I know I haven't done everything. And I know there's a lot of things that might change depending on where you live in the country or in the world. There's a lot of different things that we can be able to look at. Anyway, definitely would love to hear from you in those ways. You can also leave a comment or a rating or review on your podcast player that you use. It's a good way to be able to give me feedback, but also can help the community as well, be able to share and help them. And so I would definitely like to mention that. And then also, last of all, as we wrap up, as I mentioned before, I'm thinking about starting a Facebook group that could be able to serve as a way to be able to help you be able to create and keep the right mindset. It's a way to be able to have an informal mastermind type of group which we can talk about more in a future episode. But anyway, where we can be able to ask and we can answer questions, we can share the progress of what we're doing, we can keep each other accountable, different things like that. So if that's something you'd be interested in, please let me know. I don't want to just create it and then have it be a ghost town. I want to be able to have some people that are wanting to be engaged and try to interact. And so please let me know. And if we get a, a few people that are interested in that, I will go ahead and create that and we will open it up for all of you to be able to join. Thanks for listening to the Success Road podcast. You can visit the website at joshuarivers.net slash success road to check out the show notes, resources, and other episodes. Also, please let me know if you have any questions or comments to add to this topic.